The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for a walk? The time has come to introduce you to Enemy Lines. Five, four, three, two, one. I love New York City. The reason I live in New York City is because it's the loudest city on the planet Earth. It's so loud, I never have to listen to any of the shit that's going on in my head. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Three-run home run for Bucky Dick. Red Sox never let you down. Baratek and A-Rod going at it. How do you like them apples? Yeah, Enemy Lines, special moment in the history of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the first ever Walt Disney World Attractions Draft. Yeah! I, we're going for Fucking enemy Disney, man! And Enemy Lines to the happiest place on Earth. Right. I mean, come on. So, yeah, just um, by way of background, I was just there with my kids. And Milt, you're going there shortly. This week? This week. This week. Wow. I am psyched. Um, you, you and I, if people met us and knew us, I don't know about you. I get mocked for my love of Disney World. I do. I, do I get too. mocked yeah. all the I time. Too. And, you know, the amount of money I've spent on Disney World yes. vacations yep. could have been better spent to other people, but not to my clan and not to yours. I agree. People say... Everything's so fake. It's like, well, you know what? When you go to the movies, that's fake too. You still enjoy oh, let it. Me, let me also you know? be clear. That fancy resort you're staying at, right. where 20 minutes later, it's surrounded by abject poverty. <laughs> Great, point. Great point. You're staying in Feekville too. Let me just be clear about yep. that. Right. Well, that's another thing it has in common with Disney World is Orlando is not exactly your most uh, <laughs> thriving metropolis of prosperity, except for within the confines of Mickey Mickey Land. All right, so this is the way this is going to work. This is this is just I'm I'm fired up for this, and I'm actually kind of a little bit nervous. Um, that deserves a louder drum roll. Okay, and uh, ten rounds. We're gonna do ten rounds. We're dra- what are the ground rules here? We're drafting Disney attractions, rides. Are they the same thing? Do we need to distinguish? All, yeah, I think it can be all of the above. Anything, and, anything Disney, uh, Disney not like, World. And I think we had to limit it to Disney World, not Disneyland. Correct. Is that fair? Correct. Okay. Good. But all the theme parks are are on the t- the the four major all, theme parks. Yep. All fair game. Okay. All fair game. Our favorite attractions, um, and we're gonna draft them up. Starting. Why don't you start, Dave? I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you the first pick. You're kidding me. Oh wow! Okay, um, this is tough. I mean, to, t- to pick the greatest, this, but you, you didn't attraction. You didn't prepare for this, did you? Well, Tell I the have truth. a list of some oh. I like, but I haven't ranked them, so I'm just looking I don't at have it. A list in front of me, but um, all right, I think I know what I'm going to do. Here we go. Do it. Pick do number it. one. Pick number one. I will take drum roll. No drum roll. Space Mountain. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? When when the Rolling Stones come out, you know they're going to play Satisfaction by the end of the night. I'll take Space Mountain. Um, it's not 
necessarily the ride I look forward to doing every time, but it is such a classic, groundbreaking, still holds up. It's classic. The, the it, It's iconic. And you don't puke on it, typically. So, Space Mountain. And it's in the dark. It's in the dark. It's in the dark. Oh, I, I think I told you, the last time I was there, we went on that Wedway People Mover, which takes you through Space Mountain. And as it happened, Space Mountain was not functioning at the time, and I got to see it with all the lights on. It, oh, yeah, it bonus. was. It was like seeing Darth well, Vader that, without his helmet on. It. Yeah, I know. I, I, I almost kind of. It was a. It was. I don't know if let down the right, the right word, but it was like you know, seeing your dad without his pants on for the first time. Like yes. It was, it was, it was, it was, it's just a lot of scaffolding. It looked like, it looked like, um, so much scaffolding. I don't need to see it. And you know what? It's not as impressive as I thought it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about, I'm talking about your dad's penis. Okay. <laughs> well, who isn't? Who isn't? All right. Um, pick number two in the draft. Uh, Mike Wolf, you're on the clock. Yeah, I think mine, Wait, hold mine on. might surprise some people, but it's also a dark oriented ride. I'm going with, the Disney Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror. Wow. Right now, I right? Okay, so, yeah. Um, and let me, can I explain why? You it's may. not it's so much the drops. If anybody's ever been on Tower of Terror, the end of the ride is basically you're dropped from multiple stories and you go up and down and up and down. It's not so much that as the lead-in to those drops. If you're at Walt Disney World, not the Disneyland version, but the Disney World version, mm-hmm. the whole Twilight Zone theme. Well done. Where they yeah. open the elevator and you see spooky shit in the back and it's... It tells it, a story. It, it tells the... It tell, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It tells a story. It's creepy as hell. We love that ride. Absolutely love it. I think I may be overrating it slightly, mm-hmm. but you know, when you're talking about rides in the dark, that just got me thinking, you know what? I love my Tower of Terror. I'm going with that as my wow. first pick. Wow, it's I, I, I think you I think you pulled it out too early. Um, That's what she said. But you never know. You never know how the draft's going to go. Um, so yeah, we're not going to snake. You go ahead and take. No, I'm going. Yeah, so I got the third pick with the third pick in the draft. At three, I'm almost surprised it's still on the board. We'll go with Splash Mountain. That's right. Yeah, that's oh, right. That was, I'm, I'm I had building, it right behind me. I was thinking. Yeah. So, um, what do I like about this ride? I mean, everybody loves this ride. You got the one big drop, which everybody fears, but it's not so much that it's going to scare the shit out of you. Uh, you got the the awesome. You know, at the time, it was super groundbreaking. The not only do you have the fun of the the Song of the South come to the life come to life with all the animals inside the ride, um, but they're like among. They're in the water, sort of. I always thought that was cool. It's like, you know, they've got the, the, the animals splashing around in the water, sort of come to life in front it's of you. Yeah. So you get, you know, as it, you know, you get your, your flume ride at any, at any garden variety uh, carnival, but this has it all. And then as a bonus, there was that uh, patch of time where uh, women developed the habit of showing their boobs on Splash Mountain, leading to the infamous website Flash Mountain. I'm told. I'm told. <laughs> Okay, it was never you though. That's the number three pick. Okay, and by now, the way, I, we made yeah. a terrible miscalculation one year when we were younger. And my daughter, we went to we went to Splash Mountain first, and mm. she got soaked. Right, and it ruined her entire day. You so do. If you've got yeah. young kids. Good point. Who are a little sensitive about that shit? You're gonna want to wait until Absolutely. it's warm and hot out, so it gets dry fast. Es- especially if it's like if you're there 
depending on what t- type type of year there, it could be a little chilly. And then you could be hating life for the rest of the day. And you do get wet. It is not like, I feel like you get even, every time I go, I feel like I get a little wetter. I don't know. Like it's, mm-hmm. I, they've designed it so you get soaked. Yeah. Usually you dry out as you get older. <laughs> um, yeah. Well done. All right. You ready for that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, I'm, and I can't believe. Pick number four. I'm about to. Coming up. Yeah. Pick four. I'm, I'm, uh, Let I'm, sing. I'm staying okay. at uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. Oh, my goodness. And I'm going with Toy Story Mania. Oh, good pick. Um, my son Griffin will kill me for not picking it earlier. Um, yeah, tell us why you love it. Well, it's, it's the first real uh, interactive video, almost like you enter into a video game. And it's not like one of these games where you have a gun and you're shooting at little targets like they do at other rides, including at Disney World. It is truly this sort of slingshotty video game kind of presentation. It's action-packed. It's interactive. It's competitive. You want to ride it over and over again, but you can't because the lines are so damn long. You get one shot at it pretty much unless you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And I just I think it's a it's a brilliantly executed game. I uh, uh, and ride. I can't wait to ride it again. I've only done it once or twice in my life, so we'll be there early, early in the morning to make sure we do it again. So that's my second. Yeah, pick for those that four. don't know, I mean, I think you said it um, more or less, but it, it's it's both a ride and a 3D movie and a game. So it's kind of three things. I mean, the the ride part is not much. You're not moving around that much, but you move in a cart. And you see, you know, Buzz and Woody on these screens, but it's 3D screen. And when you shoot your little pop gun, your virtual bullet hits the shit. And that's that. the first so time cool. I saw that, it was like, holy shit. They, it, it almost makes me wonder why they haven't uh, replicated that. Like, just make another For one. For other rides, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. Is it dated? You just went on it. Is it, it's the is same. it sort of dated, the it's technology, the or is it great now? No, it's the I mean, Well, it's the same. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, it and, doesn't feel like, you know, like the first time you saw you know, an animatronic thing. You were like, Oh my God, now it's, they're all there, but yeah, it's not, it doesn't feel old. Correct. I mean, the one that's lesser of a thrill is the Buzz Lightyear ride, which I don't know if that's on your list. That which in the magic, in the magic kingdom, which is also interactive, but it's just not as like, you can barely see your laser beam actually hitting the targets. It's, it's, it's always struck me as kind of awkward. And, um, we, we actually, the ride when we were on Buzz, it, it stopped. One of those things where, please don't get out of your car. And I happened to be a spot where I was just firing at this, so I just kept shooting, and Griffin, my son, and the other car is going, Dad, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> so I had like a zillion points because it, the ride has stopped, but it's still recording my... Uh, nice. Yes. Well okay. done. Why, way to shame your kids at yes, Disney. Yes, So, um, All right, take it away. You got pick right. number five. Yeah, I had this one set up, and... Um, uh, it's a sentimental pick, but um, the bad boys from Boston, Aerosmith, of course, sponsored a ride in Disney Hollywood Studios known as the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster, the uh, second fastest ride in Disney World, by the way. I won't tell you what the uh, fastest one is, but so um, I love this ride. It's um, it's really the evolution of Space Mountain, the indoor roller coaster, but um, the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster is indoors and has 
all, it, you feel like you're in, in real pitch black, like flying through the night and all kinds of cool effects that, that are supposed to simulate, you know, you're, you're on a highway, it, it corkscrews, it's, so, it's such a smooth ride, it doesn't jerk your neck around, so you don't even realize you're upside down half the time. And then they stick it up a little bit at the beginning where you see the footage of Aerosmith saying, come on, man, man, we got to get to the show. Order a limo with enough for all these hundreds of people to come with us. So, oh, that's Steven good. You, you were impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Would well, you like Great that pick ride. or not? Great ride. Yeah. Great ride. Okay. That was my. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. It's just it's it's also a dark coaster, but with many more like effects. I think it's almost like they took they took uh, the pro- the promise of Space Mountain and they just amped it up. It's a, it's right. a, you know, it's probably a, a better ride than Space Mountain, but I get it. The classic, you kind of push that board. Yeah. All right. Um, you're on, you're on the clock now. Are you ready? Man, this is tough. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on over to Epcot for the first All right. time. All right. Now this ride is broken at least half of the times that I've been to <laughs> Disney. Right. But when it isn't, test track. Is oh, a kick-ass ride. Yes. Kick-ass ride. Good pick. Good pick, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of those that, um, that combines um, combines being both an indoor kind of, you know, flashy, sexy um, uh, special effects ride and then just becomes a pure speed adrenaline outdoor push mm-hmm. that gets you pumped and you start racing another car, which, of course, you don't control, but... Um, it's an adrenaline rush. Well, you don't it, it, race it, right you don't, after you don't. Rock and Roller Coaster. I think is exactly where it should be. It's like not quite as killer as that, but in the same genre. I love that ride. You, don't, you? I do, but you don't race another car. I think you do. No, you don't. What it, what oh, it, no. what it does what? is I you... might be thinking of um, at Disneyland. There's mm-hmm. a Cars ride that you actually do race another car. Yeah, it was my bad. No, that's okay. What you what you do is you design the car. There's a, there's a, the right the lines are so freaking long, but what they do is they get you some cool like stuff to do as you're warming up for the ride, so to speak. And you you go on a computer screen and you design your own car, so to speak. But you gotta really use your imagination because you're getting into a car with five other people and they've all designed their own cars, so it's not like you're in your car really. So, but it it's but it is a super cool ride. It it um. You know, it's it is pretty thrilling. Even though you're only going 60 miles an hour, which is normal for a car, when you go outside and um, the car just flies along that track there, you know, on the outs on the exterior of the ride, that's pretty cool. Love I it. Do enjoy Love that. it. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right, I'm on the clock. I'll um. Your number. What is this? Number eight. This will be the sixth pick. And no, hold on. Yeah. You were the sixth pick. Wait, who did you just? Oh pick? no, wait, wait. You One, took two, test track. three, four, five, yeah. six. This is your seven. I'm seven, and with the seventh pick, I will pick. It's kind of a a, a sentimental pick. I'm going with um, the haunted mansion. Yes. Oh my God! What am yeah. I thinking? You, you, yeah, I can't believe it's still on the board. Um, uh, you know, one of the original rides at Disney, if I'm not mistaken. Loved it since I was a kid. Um, was scared of it as a kid. Not so much scary now, but but although once in a while you, you do get the shit scared out of you if one of those heads pops out and when you're not ready for it. But you know, I mean, this is a classic ride. So much so, it inspired a horrible movie and uh, haunted mansion. As a kid, I was obsessed with the haunted mansion. Yeah. Like I had nightmares about it and dreams about it, and I wanted to get like stuck in there. 
<laughs> yeah. I did. I don't yeah. know. It just was fascinating to me. I love and then you see the ghost at the end in your car with you. Yeah. Not to give it away. But no, no, yeah. It. That's a cool little thing that they improved when they when they renovated it. Still has the same um, you know, feel as when you were a kid, but there's a few techno things they've upgraded. And what I didn't realize is the point of the ride is actually once you get to the sort of tippy top of the haunted mansion. When your car tips backwards, that that means you're now one of the ghosts. I read that somewhere. I don't know. Oh, and then you go well, outside, simulate outside, and now you're among the ghosts. You're one of them. So Disney wants to kill you, as we all suspect. Okay. You... <laughs> With either the Haunted Mansion or those fucking turkey legs. Yes. Or um, killer alligators that eat your kids. Oof. Oh, Too ooh, soon? Why? You had to go yeah. dark. Jeez. <laughs> all right, your pick. This is the right, eighth the, pick uh, in the draft. Your fourth pick, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the eighth total pick. I'm going with the Swiss Family Robinson tree. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> That's the ride you go on when you're waiting for your lunch reservation. Yeah. Or it's, it's not even literally a ride. That, that ride it's not even a ride. It's, no, it's literally a, just a climb. It's just stupid. It's, it's almost like they it's there and they just they're like, eh, I don't want to move that. Let's just leave it there. I bet you that's what it is. It'll be a pain to, to uh it would be a pain to uproot it. Oh, thank you. All, All right, right, make now, your pick. Nobody has uh, taken a journey over to Animal Kingdom, so I'm gonna I'm gonna Ooh. do that right now. Now, okay. I have not been on the new Pandora ride, so I cannot put this on the list. I haven't either. I heard it's fantastic, but I didn't get a chance to go on there. But go ahead. Now, I think I'm gonna surprise you mm -hmm. and not choose the uh, Everest roller coaster, and instead mm -hmm. go for the dinosaur ride. Oh. What is it Good called? Ride. Is it called Dinosaur? It's called Dinosaur. It was on my list. Yeah, so I'll give you points. Um, I enjoy that ride. Yeah, I why do you like actually, it? Yeah. I think it's pretty, it's got a great story, mm -hmm. and it's kind of terrifying in its own way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does get scary. It gets wow. dark, and, and, and you hear the, the voice of the your you know fictional like strike captain saying, one of the dinosaurs is loose. We better go. And then your car kind of speeds up, and yeah, it's a very cool ride. I actually like it. And and the problem with the Everest ride is, again, half the time I've been there, the actual uh, uh, abominable snowman, whatever, the Yeti, Yeti, isn't working. I've never seen the fucking Yeti. I still, and people are like, oh, did you see the Yeti? I'm like, I didn't see it. The ride moves so fast. And it's not always working. I'm telling well, maybe you. Maybe that's it's why I haven't to seen it. It's moving and like hovering over you. And yeah. Plus, yeah. going backwards makes me vomit. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm going, I'm going with dinosaur. Okay, good. Uh, that's. Was the eighth, eighth pick, pick so in the draft with the ten. ninth pick in the draft. I can't believe you left it on the board. You've just allowed me to corner the market on the mountains. I take Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, ladies and gentlemen, allowing me to land all three of Disney's cherished mountains in Monopoly. the Magic Kingdom. Thank you. Thank you. I deserve every bit of this. I'm not a big fan of the Thunder Mountain. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I, I admit, I, I think I was doing it just to do the triple mountain thing to um, and take my bow. Uh, good ride, not a great ride. I, I'd agree, but I, but it it is um, you know fast enough to kind of keep you thrilled, and then also you know there is a story. There are there's some of the shtick. There's the the intro, the infamous. Wow, just ride in the wilderness. That uh, that thing. That's right, which and you then, hear over and over again when you're online. Yep. Yep. So there we go. I got the mountains. All right. All right. So this with the 10th and final pick. 
Wait, this is the end of the draft, right? We're not doing 10 each. Okay. Now, this, if I'm being truly honest, is not the 10th best ride at Walt Disney World. But for sentimental and bizarre reasons, Mm -hmm. and my kids will wildly disagree with me this, I am taking the Carousel of Progress. Wow. I know. Right? Oh, my God. I genuinely look forward. I yep. genuinely look forward to the carousel of progress. So gr- great pick. Not not uh because it was it's your wild card pick. Oh, tell tell people what it yeah, is. Really? Tell people what it is. Well, it is There's a, a new um, song, by the way. I actually went on the I Carousel know, of Progress. I'm a little bummed about that. I miss yeah. now is the time, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Now tell is us why the time. It is a rotating theater that takes you through an anima- animatronic um uh portrayal of technology at various points in uh, a family's life. So it starts in like the early 1900s, I guess, and then moves its way through the 50s, 80s. That's it. That's it. Now, let me be honest. It's a pathetic pick, right? However, (laughs) You're hot. It's the ultimate in kiss. Sweating. Yeah. You're like you're kind of exhausted, and everybody needs a moment at Disney to just chill a little bit. You for go sure, into yeah. this nice air conditioned theater, and for 15 minutes, you see this uh, incredibly irritating and yet charming song sear its way into your brain. Yeah, I love me the Carousel of Progress, and again, it's one of those rides when I was little, I was so fascinated with that it's now just a part of my um, experience. Yeah. Um, also, the only Disney ride to have murdered a Disney cast member. Did you know that? <laughs> wait, 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 what? But, yeah. Look it up. Look it up. A staff member got caught in between as the thing was was tur- was turning, and two two of those massive walls. Um, she got oh, caught, and she, she was God. crushed to death. Um, and uh, I think it might have been in Disneyland, actually. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, can you imagine a war with death getting getting uh, killed by the Carousel of Progress? By the way, the the yeah. only um, the only uh, thing that's that's still a little tired about the Carousel of Progress is they never quite update the the modern day room to look like it it's today. It still looks like it's uh, yeah, it still it's looks old. like it's 1982 yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> They're yeah. not going to spend any money on that ride. No, that that ride literally is just. A break for people, but I like my break. Yeah. So just to to uh, bring us down here, um, I'm not sure. I, I uh, don't know what the source is on this. I should source it. I should be more responsible. But on the night of July eighth, nineteen seventy four, and I think this was in Disney. Yeah, Disneyland. Um, a staff member named uh, Debbie something uh, somehow moved too close to the wall of her stage. Uh, the ride had just completed its cycle. She was leaning into the adjacent stage to talk to a fellow cast member. She might have tried to jump from one stage to the other. She became trapped as the moving wall closed against the stationary one. Uh, a guest in the theater next door heard her screams and alerted staff. But by the time Debbie was found, she had been crushed to death. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> horrendous. It's really That's terrible. about as non-Disney-esque as humanly possible. Yeah. I also yeah. say, you know, a couple of things were missing from this list. Interestingly enough, none of us picked yeah, this Soren ride. People love Soren. Oh my god! Actually, yeah. Why yeah. did I not put that one on there? 
I don't know. I I, always, I like I like that ride a lot, but I've never been as like blown away by most people. Oh, you should. Well, you, you know, got there's a new one. You know, there's a new movie in soaring. The pa- relatively new. Oh, not soaring around not the, the world. Pandora ride. You mean like Soren has a new movie? soaring changed its movie right in Epcot. Um, yeah, it it used to be you your ride was across the U.S. and the shtick was you would start in Florida and end up in Disneyland. And this one you ride around the world and it's cool it's just as cool as the other one so um yeah you want to talk other omissions i mean we didn't we didn't choose the generic getting drunk in epcot but you know that's a tough thing (laughs) well that's a different category uh, altogether but um which is by the way an enjoyable experience if you if you haven't done it of course you just have a drink in every land particular focus on the um hofbra house in germany which is an absolute blast have you ever been in there no i actually have not have not had the pleasure. Really? Yeah. Oh, they've got like polka music playing and beers and sodas delivered in gigantic steins, and yeah. you know, it's rowdy. I love it in there. Love yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, the rule is no matter how early it is, you're allowed to get you're allowed to drink at Epcot because the beer stands are around. Like you walk right up to the UK, they got the the Guinness flowing, and yeah, you want to talk. Well, first of all, let's to quickly recap. Uh, Milt's top five: Tower of Terror, Toy Story Mania, Test Track. Dinosaur and Car- Carousel of Progress. Yours, I went more. Keep in mind that it's not my top five. I it's, went it's more. A, it's a draft. It so a draft. I would have had several of yours in my top. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you had a strategy. Yours was a little more offbeat than mine. I went with more of the Titans, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Aerosmith, Rock and Roller Coaster, um, Haunted Mansion, and Thunder Mountain. Um, so those are my. Favorite. I might, I might like your list better than my list. It is better. There's no question. Yeah, um, yeah. Other notable omissions. It's a small world. I mean, one of us probably should have taken that just for yeah. sentimental sake. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't know. You know what we left off? Wow, we le- there are people that are stunned that we left this one off. You know, it, it is an absolute classic Uh-oh. when you think of Disney World, like going one of the original rides. No, I can't believe you. Forgot Captain Jack Sparrow and the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, wow. How yeah, did we leave that one off? That's weird. well, you know, I, I will say. I mean, that's a great ride. They've sanitized it though over the years. Well, they just there was news recently that they they got rid of the. I didn't actually. We actually didn't get to the Pirates of the Caribbean this recent trip. They, Whoa. but apparently they got rid of the slave auction. There was there was sort of right. a it was sort of a comically lighthearted depicted slave. <laughs> Uh, you know, auctioning off the women, and like no one wanted the big fat woman. Like I don't know. I always thought it was pretty harmless. Yeah, but, but and they changed. They they finally got rid of the whole thing. They they kept trying to sanitize it, and they got to the point where they're like, "What are we doing?" And they just took it out. Correct. Correct. Um, still a great ride. I mean, still. Well, yeah. I mean, the, my problem is, you know, you sanitize it to the point pirates aren't supposed to be lovable creatures right and now they've sort of made it into this it's oh dad i wish i was a pirate it's a fucking ride it's supposed to be fun and fanciful yeah and, you're right you're i mean right. it's disney World. you can it's get fun. into the the pirates movies if you want to i mean those are similar vein uh what else did we leave off we didn't take we didn't take everest we didn't right. take uh the tiki room <laughs> come on is that still there? I'm not even sure if it's there. Maybe it is. It oh, is. Apparently, um, it is. Mission Space and Epcot is is a good ride. Like it, it any any ride where you they give you the vomit bags uh, ahead of time. Yeah, I um, can't do the uh, I can't do the aggressive version of that. I have to take the 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 weak one. Oh, do no, do the aggressive one. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, I, there's no way it'll ruin <laughs> it'll ruin the day. 
Uh, fine. Um, Jungle Cruise is is kind of a joke, but um, oh, a classic. The actual um, the Animal Kingdom Safari ride is oh, that's actually good. That's is good. a good one. Yeah, you yeah. just don't think of it as a Disney ride, right? Because it's like it's going to a good zoo. Yeah, Spaceship Earth deserved to be left off. I'm glad that got left off. Star Tours, I'm glad that got left off. It's, it's probably the most overrated ride ever. Yeah, they got lazy. There was a period in the in the maybe the 80s and the 90s when like it seemed like every new ride was that star tours theme where it's basically just one of those motion things your chair moves around a little bit and you got 3d glasses on you know what i mean yeah totally frozen new frozen rides great you should see that we're in a big fight with our kids uh as to whether we are going to the hall of presidents or not (laughs) we didn't seriously like we're having an argument karen and i are insisting that we go even though i have no interest in seeing trump speak yeah but i don't know i feel like it's my civic duty It is. It was. I don't know if it holds up so much, but when they first opened Disney, that was a great freaking idea. Like we're gonna have look, all of all great. of the all of the presidents frozen in time, talking to you. Yeah, I mean, um, it's pretty. Cool. By the way, the, I mean the audio animatronics thing has gotten to a point where you wouldn't be surprised if one of them kind of walked up to you. Like in the Frozen ride, what's her name? Elsa is like swinging her arms around like in a very natural way. See, um, that's one yeah. that they say the line is like through. Sorry about that. Three or four hours long. Yeah, you got to. Oh, there's all, you all gotta, kinds of dinging on my computer. Sorry about that. That's okay. I can't hear it. Um, yeah. So, okay, last question before we break. What um, If you had to create a Disney ride, what would you create? That maybe hasn't been done before. Why there is not an Incredibles ride. Yeah. Like, I think you could do great things with the Incredibles. I don't know how they, they missed Disney? that. Is that Disney or just Pixar? Well, it's Pixar. Pixar yeah. is Disney. Okay. Yeah, that's a Toy Story good point. and all that. But where, where are the Incredibles? Why can't I there's got to be something? I agree. Um, I think that, you know how Spaceship Earth is the history of the world and everything? I Make a ride right. about the history of porn. I think that would be, I would enjoy that, you know, with the audio animatronics. and. I think, yeah. go back to, yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> but, um, you know, 18, 18 plus, you got to be 18. To go into the but porn in, ride. In, in re, for, to be real for a second. Porn mountain. There should be porn a mountain. sports experience. That's what I was going to say for my serious suggestion. That's what I was going to say. How, Imagine how if fun they could that create be? a ride where you were up to bat yep. against a, a guy through a 95-mile-an-hour heat, and you experience the roar of the crowd, whatever, mm-hmm. and you swing your bat, and all of a sudden... You've yeah. launched a home run to win the World Series. Yep. How can they not? They should be able to create that they, kind of magic. They have that at the Patriots um, Hall of Fame. Um, there's an exhibit on like your Malcolm Butler intercepting Russell Wilson. And oh, it's, that's great. And it, it, yeah, and it's a little hokey, but it tells you where to stand. And then, and then it, what it does is it snaps a picture of you. It superimposes the football and puts you on the cover of like Patriots Weekly uh, or whatever. Yeah, but imagine what Disney could do with that yeah well how about how about even like you remember the great movie ride which they recently retired but yeah. how about just a great great sports moments ride where you're kind of taken through you know you watch you know babe ruth calling his shot and you then you watch you know and you're in dave the roberts stealing right? second yeah, yeah you're right in there yeah i love it i love it do all it right. do it all right call disney thank you disney for all you do milk good luck at Disney. Thank you. Yeah. We're gonna have a great um, time. I'm, 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 I always I'm always psyched to go. I'm sure you will. And uh, we want a full report. S- send us photos of you. Um, long long gone are the days where you were frightened by 
Snow White yelling at you. Was it Snow White? Yeah, there's a little. I got a little, uh, a little agita when I see her still. Yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't happen again, man. I'm praying for you. Enjoy Disney. Hope the lines are short and the churros are delicious. Mm, uh, and for Milt, I'm Dave. Enemy Lines. Find us on the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com. Check out all the stuff we got there, by the way. Tweet us at, at Pod617. And please subscribe to Enemy Lines on iTunes and say something nice about us. Say something nice about Milt. I mean, he's sitting there soaked in dog farts. That's so sad. Throw him a bone. Enemy Lines. Later. See you next week. See ya. Alexa, what time is it? It's time for Margie Plaprude Saves the World. When the roof's on fire, the country's in turmoil, and it seems like everything's going Who are you going to call? Your favorite bleeding heart is back. Margie Claproot is here to save the world. Margie Claproot here. We are going to save the world. I've never done a podcast, and here I am doing a podcast, and I'm ticked off. I bet you are, too. New episodes of Margie Claproot Saves the World every Monday on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Enemy lines. The boys are back. Yo. What's How up? Are Milt. Milt. <sighs> Love to hear your dulcet tones. Sounds well, like you, you got a little something going on there. Yeah, I got a cold. Uh, yeah. Good. How about that? Yeah, just don't ever do that again. <laughs> um, enemy lines. It's the New York Boston podcast. It's Dave in Boston. It's Milt in New York. And um, yeah. Oh, they hate you up here in Boston. Um, Ooh, whoa, jeez, unwarranted. So, how's your week? How's everything going? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I just came back from a five-day trip to Walt Disney World, subject mm. of uh, our mini-episode last yes, week. that's right. Had a fantastic time, although um, thoroughly exhausted as a result and caught this cold in the process, but... Um, I ran myself ragged, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm not keeping up with uh, the energy level like I used to, because we, we, we run hard when we go to Disney. Crack of dawn to the end, the close of the park, and really? my dogs were barking hard. What were the uh, highlights? Give me a couple highlights. That new Pandora. I heard that place. was awesome. I haven't seen oh, it. You yet. didn't go? No, we didn't do Animal Kingdom at all. We, thought we needed oh, to skip man, one. We only had three great. days. Yeah. Yeah, so you missed something. Yeah, Especially so it's, if you go um, if you go at night, it really, I mean, not to get all dorky on you, but the design of the place is really stunning, absolutely stunning. The design um, of two, the two of the better rides there. What was that? The design of the ride. The the. No, well, no, not just even just the, the land that you go in. It's these, you know, if you remember Avatar at all, they have these floating mountains with. Uh, uh, glowing sort of fluorescent lights all over the place, um, mm-hmm. and it, it really looks like that. I mean, you look up. So in you the go into these... like a pavilion that is completely separate from the rest of the Animal Kingdom. Well, is yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Animal Kingdom sort of divided into hubs. There's like a center, yeah. and then you go one direction, and you're in Asia. You go one direction, you're in Africa. Well, you go another direction now, and you're in Pandora. You know, wherever that's supposed to be. Only Disney can um, say, like, yeah, that area over there, that's Asia. That's all of Asia, <laughs> right there. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to a lot. Like my kids were commenting, actually, is like when we were at Epcot walking through the World Showcase, you know, they got these grand pavilions and things like that. And, uh, but Africa just gets this, like, one little shack with some music playing. Right. They're like, uh, Dad, what's going on here? 
And yeah. I said, you know what? I think Disney figured they took care of Africa at, at Animal Kingdom with a little more majesty. So just uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna salute the largest con- one of the, or the two of the largest continents on the planet with like you know. <laughs> 22 and a half acres over there you know that, yeah, that's exactly. plenty that's I mean, plenty that maybe maybe that doesn't quite work and there's no russia at the world pavilion there's no india i mean it's missing a few there's no of, israel there was talk of israel no israel yeah did you was there a story behind the story there i think there was i think was that, there? I don't know. Well, I never, there, there were plans for israel and i have a feeling it was a political thing that or just you know they went to the disney family and the disney family said oh, we don't like jews come on <laughs> Everybody should know that. I mean, hopefully not. Well, that's there were rumors about the the Walt. Um, you could not like my, my guess also is that they'd be worried if they had anything that was Israeli or anything specific like Arab country esque. Yeah. It would just attract um, protest and dissension and things. Like yeah, that. I mean, I imagine I mean, they had... China's there and nobody really cares because you know Chinese culture has sort of integrated itself. Yeah, um, like the Star of David is a religious symbol, right? And how can you yeah. how can you not yeah. have Israel without the Star of David? Um, but anyway, yeah. did you see the the SNL sketch years ago? It was one of the cartoons, the Robert Smigel um, TV Playhouse, where they broke in, they went into the Disney Vault. And it turns out the Disney Vault has all these terrible things, like for starters, Walt's disembodied head, and all, but but also yeah. all this evidence of his anti-Semitism and. <laughs> and Mickey man, Mickey is in there trying to defend him. Like he actually wasn't a bad guy, you know. <laughs> so yeah, let's, uh, let's we need our heroes have fallen hard in the last hundred years. Yes. Like maybe we could have a little more purity around Walt Disney. I don't know. Yeah. Do you hear the lawnmowers by the way in my in my yard? No, I can't hear them. Um, maybe faintly, but um, I'm glad your lawn is getting mowed. Yes, good thank for you, you very much. I'm glad I'm you're not doing it because you would mess it up. To do so. so I had anyway, so a great week in Disney. And you? Yeah, yeah, had a you know good week, good, good, uh, pretty good Memorial Day weekend, and I was at um, the Fens on Tuesday night to see the Red Sox uh, defeat the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays. I wasn't paying attention to the other team. They swept. But, I think they swept the Blue Jays, didn't they? Uh, yes, we did. But mm-hmm. uh, I had a happening. I had a happening. For, I've been going to Fenway Park for, uh, for f- I say 40 years. Like, I mean, I think I went once when I was like four years old. I kind of don't count that one. Anyway, call it 40 years. I've been going to Fenway Park. What Something happened to me for only the second time in going to Fenway Park for all those years. What was it? You caught a ball. I caught a ball. You yes, yes. A ball, damn it. Well, I didn't catch it. I trapped it. I mean, I want to be. Well, that doesn't matter. The yeah. ball is in your possession. Right. Oh, I have it. Yeah, I have it. What's the context? So I had gotten there a little late, and I was with three other guys, um, super guys, kind of business contacts, but still super guys. Um, Very happy with my crew. Uh, I had just eaten my first of two hot dogs. The other hot dog was in my hand. I'm on the aisle. The second one is always a mistake, by the way, always. (laughs) The first one's beautiful, goes down great. The second one, you regret. So I'm on the aisle, and a a ball is hit, and the guy next to me, this guy Ned, uh, funny guy, he starts screaming, here it comes, here it comes, and, you know, it's always, your experience is usually filled with a shitload of false alarms, right? Like, it always fades off one section that way or this way, or, as happened later in the game, Ned screamed, and it ended up, like, it was actually on the field and caught, so he was really off with that one, but the ball's coming towards us, so I, like, I take one step into the aisle, um, and... 
I'm playing like um, I'm I'm trying to play like almost like a zone defense because my theory with foul balls is always and it's not just my theory. It, you never no one gets it. Rarely does someone grab it on the first fly you know what i mean on the, uh, right out of the air like pluck it out oh, of the yeah. air i mean that's that's always it makes the highlight real usually but it's usually a, exactly a, it's a bouncing ball right or but it'll there'll be some incident like hands will go up something will happen and then on the second um burst like my first career foul ball i caught when i was probably like 18 years old a bunch of people went up for it it hit all their hands it sort of bounced in the air very neatly and cleanly right to me and i i caught it one-handed it was an easy catch this one, it went through sort of a swarm of hands and somehow got dulled right on the ground and it rolled right near my, one row ahead of me, like at my feet. So I just, I just took another step into the aisle, lunged forward. There was a woman on the aisle who was, I think, still sitting. Like she didn't even stand up. She's kind of reaching with her left hand, but, but not really violently. So I'm like, mine, just plucked it with my left hand. <laughs> And, and, st- and, and kind of stood up and at that point everyone's looking at just so I kind of took a quick bow still with the hot dog in the right hand hot dog in the right hand wow. ball and left. Really? the hot dog survived the whole thing yeah did, so did you did you make the broadcast it wasn't that kind of highlight no uh no 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 I mean I didn't do anything good other than come yeah, up with no. the ball you know <laughs> so I I tried to not take too much credit but um I was wearing a pod 617 um t-shirt and Smart so I point branding, I, I pointed moment. at it. Yeah, branding moment. And then two funny things happen. One, some dude screams, Hey, nice pull, Yaz. And I look over, it's this random guy I know named Ken. I'm like, Thanks, Kenny. Yeah. That was for you. And then after I sat down, this guy was behind me and he was I think he was there with his son. His son looked to be like teenager, maybe twenty years old. And the the dude is maybe about my age, kind of a, a little bit of a scruffy looking dude. And he taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, yeah. He goes, hey, do you mind if I uh, get a picture with the ball? It's the closest I'm going to ever get to getting the ball. <laughs> and at first Aww. I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, okay, this is a little weird. And I, and I said, let's take a picture together. So I held the ball and his son took a picture uh, of <laughs> two of us. And then I felt kind of weird afterwards and um, shared the story with my cousin Eric. My cousin Eric said, that, yeah, it sounds like the guy was the, the creepy guy in the movie Ted who wanted to buy <laughs> By the teddy bear and keep him, yeah. So that's exactly right. That so had to be go. him, no yep. doubt. Yeah, yeah. So well uh, done, man. I've yeah. never, never ever, ball. never. The the closest Close calls. I came about ten years ago. I was in the upper deck behind home plate, and a ball came up, and I leaned in front of the guy to my right, and the ball hit off my wrist, mm-hmm. rolled down my arm, and my oh. buddy next to me picked it up. Okay, well, you, you, you kind of got an assist on that one. <laughs> I got I, an absolute yeah. assist, but that's not the same. I have no possession. And the guy next yeah. to me was pissed because it was, I mean, it was right at him. But, you know, it's a weird. It's not like I elbowed him. I just leaned forward. I mean, it, leaned to the right and it, you know, smacked. Yeah. One, one roll. You know, it was poor form on my part. It did not hit my hand. I mean, the key is it's got to hit your hand. Yeah, you're Can't not catching on your wrist. You're never ready for it though. Like you never no. like afterwards no. you're like, oh, if I had just like done this. I was once in a minor league game, the Pawtucket Red Sox, and I, w- I must have been like 14, 15, brought a brought a glove like a dork, but I figured it's minor league and there was a ball hit, line drive hit right at me. Right at me. Easy play. I go up and I put my glove up 
and it hits off the tip of my glove and goes to the people behind me. And then I realized I hadn't even <laughs> I hadn't even stood up. If I stood up, I had, what, I would have caught it chest high. But I panicked. I panicked. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. I caught him. I got a ball in a minor league game, but I didn't catch it. Yeah. It was a minor league game where there were about six people in the stands. I brought my son when he was little, and the like a foul ball trickled to the on deck circle. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, this minor league stadium with so few people, they can hear you. Right. So the you know the guy yeah. who's standing in the on deck circle, I just said, hey. <laughs> and I pointed to my son. Right. And he's like, all right. And then he threw it. <laughs> oh, that, that counts. That's, well, I, I pulled the same thing with um, Brian Roberts. I don't count this as one of my balls because I gave it right to my son. But um, we had, uh, it was my son's first game at Fenway, and someone had given us tickets, and they were remarkably right behind the dugout. Like the guy who gave it to me didn't even know how good they were. Whoa. And so we're right behind the dugout. And it was the first inning, I think. And, and Brian Roberts on the, Orioles made the last um, out, and he and he they caught a fly ball, caught a pop up, and he's trotting in still with the ball in his hand, and I grabbed Griffin, who was you know probably six years old at the time or something, and it's Griffin, come here, come here, come here, and I pick him up, and I go, hey, hey, Brian, how about one for the little guy? Point right to Griffin, and um, he kind of Roberts kind of nods and just tosses me the ball, and um, and my son's been spoiled ever since. First game, <laughs> he's like. Dad, that player was really nice. Gave us, gave us the ball. And like, I'm not a fan of Brian Roberts. Why? What did he do to you? Uh, well, he didn't do anything to me, but we signed him, I think, after you guys either cut him or whatever. We never had Brian Roberts. And he was, Brian Roberts? Yeah, yeah it was did for we? a year. Okay. He was our second baseman, and he was terrible. Awful. Literally, that was in the, I think that was in the post-Cano kind of second base drought. Mm-hmm. that we had and he i mean we kept signing these guys like roberts and um i'm blanking on these other stop gaps that just never that just never took yeah. but we got our second baseman now yeah it's glaber day yeah i don't even know who your second baseman is it's glaber torres jesus i don't know this how can you have hatred for the yankees when you don't realize our stud rookie that's it, it, lighting it, the league on fire. It, just one player of the week last week. It's de- What's wrong de- with you? Defiant ignorance. It's even better than hatred. Like, I don't care. It. I don't care who your stupid second baseman is. Well, I got to say, the we're, Red Sox we're two games up. You yeah. guys are on fire. I think it, you won eight of ten. Yeah. You are two games. I think last time we recorded, we were effectively tied. Right. You've won eight of ten, and we won six of ten. So you pulled into a two-game lead. Yeah. Uh, Sox look good. Mm-hmm. I got to say, Sox look good. It's weird. I, I just I was on ESPN. I just go to ESPN to check the standings, and uh, I, the, you can click on like best record in baseball, you know. So you just see them all in. And I know the Red Sox have the best record, but I just kind of wanted to look at it, you know. So there it is: a Red Sox first, Yankees second. It's just this. It, like I'm I'm delighted. It this to me, admittedly, doesn't feel like. A, a juggernaut team. I, I can't put my finger on why. Even though you're 39 and 17, yes, I mean, that I that know. is. I don't know what that pace is, but it's it's got to be at least 102 wins, right? If not more than that. Got to yeah. Well, what? How many? Uh, what? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do the research here. We'll figure it out. But you want to do the math? Yeah, well, I'll ask Alexa. She's here. Um, Nonetheless, but, I mean, you you don't feel like it because we're on your ass. And then when we're yep. in the lead, you're on our ass. So we can't we can't shake each other, which is great, right? So, but yeah, the Red Sox are winning sixty nine point six percent of their game. So, Alexa, what's sixty nine point six percent of one hundred and sixty two? 
She's thinking. One twelve. It's still you are on a hundred and twelve win pace. That well, that wouldn't even break the record, though, would it? I mean, it's nice. Well, yeah, one hundred fourteen is the record that the okay. Yankees set, I think. But still, I mean, that's yeah, that's insane. And so we've got to be on a hundred and ten win pace, and we're not leading the division, which is kind of sick. Mm-hmm. But but that's that's why we love. I mean, th- we said at the beginning of the year this rivalry has the chance to go down to the wire. There's no doubt, and we're, it's so. You know, the Yankees just took two or three from Houston, and you guys are going to Houston tonight, I think, or at least that's your next series. Um, we mm-hmm. took the season series with Houston. Houston, on paper, looks like a better team than both of us, but we're beating them, and now we'll see yeah. if you can. Yeah. I've got a question for you about this whole Hanley Ramirez situation. Now, I've, yes, I've kind of mocked Hanley in the past, even though, you know, there's – well, Hanley's obviously struggled, and he's has not been what you thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. But, and here, here are my, my questions. One, he historically beats the shit out of the Yankees. Yeah, he he's is not, a Yankee He's killer, not yeah. David Ortiz, but he oh, no. yeah. he is a Yankee killer. And it seems like you'd want to keep a guy like that around a little bit. And mm-hmm. the second question I have is, is this... You know, the, the word on the street was that they decided, Cora decided, you know, Hanley needs to go to a part-time play, and he's not going to handle it well, so let's just cut him. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it sounds like more of a money thing, because there's a there's it's an option yeah. that he could earn for next year. So since when are the Red Sox concerned about next year over this year? Because, look, Ramirez isn't great, but... He doesn't seem like a candidate for a cut, no matter how bad he's been in May. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I kind of don't get it. Um, he, I guess they did it to make room for Pedroia coming off the the DL. He, oh come on! What about that catcher that doesn't play? What's his name? Um, uh, not Swihart. Blake Swihart. Isn't that yeah. his name? Yeah, we have Swihart's on the roster. Um, he's your third string catcher and does not play. Yeah, no, I mean it's. The, I mean, all the reports talk about the money, you know, that he had, you know, more than $15 million. But I'm with you. I don't get why. And why does money matter, like, in the middle of a season like this? Um, right. It's They're weird. thinking about yeah. next year's luxury tax. But you're in a you're in a race, man. You're not running away with the American League. No, of course not. You, and well, you got to win in the postseason. Do you think somebody else will pick him up? Well, somebody will pick him up. Oh, for sure. Now if, yeah, they've officially um, released him because nobody nobody claimed him. Nobody was going to claim him with that. So he cleared waivers. Contract. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody's going to pick him up for sure. He can yeah. play. Yeah, I think so. He had a he had a shit month, but look, D, nobody has been as bad as Didi Gregorius in May. Mm-hmm. The Yankees aren't going to cut him, but he oh, doesn't but have that contract. But even if but he's in his twenties, isn't he? He's right. He's twenty nine. Yeah. But what is Hanley thirty? Three maybe thirty four. He's that thirty four. He'll actually turn. No, he's thirty. Yeah, he's thirty four. So like thirty four. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not young by any stretch. And and right. he was really bad in May, but he was really good in April. In April, he was good. And he does. He does come up with these timely hits against the Yankees. I just don't. I'll say this: nobody's missing him around here already. It's, well, he's a pain in the ass, right? It, not like to crazy uh, to a crazy degree, but. Yeah, he's he's a little um, odd. He's a little offbeat. He's he's a little bit of he's been accused of being lazy, and he's just not beloved here. Um, 
I don't know exactly why. He, it, it just feels like he's a guy who never really quite fit in. Um, he once referred to his teammate as uh, the Cuban guy. And now I forget who that was. Because <laughs> that guy must be back in Pawtucket, the, our one-time right fielder from Cuba. I forget what his name is. Anyway, mm. I can't remember him either. I'm just calling him that Cuban guy. But the dude but, hit 330 in April. Now he hit 163 in May. I mean, that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. But, but, la- yeah. but you know, I mean, last, that, 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 could bad, be, that could be reverting right? to the mean, though. But he hit 240 last year. He hit 242. Yeah, um, yeah. 62 RBI, and he's on this team where, like, this. I was looking at the stats. This the Sox could have like uh six players with 90 RBI or more, which is not that's not necessarily record setting, but it just goes to show you. Um, I mean, they love they love, and for good reason. Mitch Moreland is doing well. Is having a sick season, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw. I think um, somebody did an early kind of All Star portrayal. And they had him starting at first base. I mean, that's I never, weird. You yeah. never would have picked that that's at weird. the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, yeah that was that. David Schoenfeld at ESPN picked um, Moreland. It's been a bad year for first baseman, but he's having a legitimately good year. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other Red Sox starter, by the way, that he had in that lineup. He also has uh, he also has bats. Oh no, and JD Martinez. Wow, yeah, he picks three Red Sox starters right now. That's that's solid. How about Yankees? Yankees have Yankees have two. Guess them. Okay. I'm only talking about starters. I'm not talking about pitchers. I'm talking about batters. Yeah, uh, Judge and uh, uh, I don't know. Sanchez. San- Just oh, he's even Sanchez. though he's yeah. his batting average is low, he's from a hitting standpoint, he's the best catcher in the league. Hmm. He can't literally cannot catch, which is a challenge for a catcher. It's one but, of the things you have to do in baseball. <laughs> Particularly as a catcher. Man, his bat. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I just thought that was a weird move. I think, you know, at the beginning of the year, one of the uh, weaknesses for the Yankees we thought was going to be third base. So in any other situation, I think we might be sniffing around him. But we've mm-hmm. got we got two guys now manning third base with no problems with backups and things like that. So that's not going to happen. But he'll definitely sign. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets actually make a play for him because they are a mess right now. Hanley they Ramirez need, feels like a Met kind of player. <laughs> like a, like exactly and right. he'll go there and, right. and get even more dour and like more bitter kind of like remember Vince Coleman went to the Mets and promptly became an asshole like he he like sprayed like cleaning fluid in some reporter's eyes or something you remember that stupid thing <laughs> yes. no yeah that's the old like the yeah the yeah 80s, da- like early 90s yeah. Mets were like David Cohn was like this nice guy pitcher he went to the Mets and then he he's an asshole or did he start with the Mets whatever did he have two you guys, you guys also make a, made a sneaky good move that now makes sense with the Ramirez cut. The Yankees had stashed a player named Adam Lind in the minor leagues, um, first baseman, who actually hit really, really well last year. Um, he's kind of a one-sided player, but um, he's solid, but the Yankees just don't have any room for him. You guys signed him. Now you understand why. He's, a, he's in the minor league contract, but in case Moreland gets hurt, You've got an able guy who can come right up and and play. So not that I don't expect Adam Lind. You're not happy if Adam Lind makes your roster because that means Moreland's hurt. But tell me more about the minor leagues. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's good. He literally. I mean, he hit. I think he hit 300 last year for the Nationals. So he's he's he can hit. But it's just smart. I'm just saying the Red Sox aren't. They were. I don't think they were particularly smart cutting Ramirez but they do have a plan mm-hmm. in terms of in case you know somebody gets hurt but anyway very weird I 
he will get he will get taken and signed. I think within the week at least. If I'm gonna do today. the enemy lines tribute to Hanley Ramirez. Hanley, uh, you came here as a young buck, and then we traded you right away when you were young because we wanted to get uh, who was it? Oh, Josh Beckett, who won a World well, Series that, for us. That kind of worked out for that you. That worked out, and then you came back. The prodigal son returned, <laughs> and then a couple dingers, a couple things. You look like you don't give a shit, and <laughs> goodbye. That's, that's the end. Yep. Wow, that is that is an elegy, man. Yep. That is moving, deeply moving. Yeah, I took but, a lot of time on spending. Anyway, so, you can't complain. The Red Sox are on fire, but you can't shake my New York Yankees, who look deep and strong. They We need a starter, though. We need a starter. So, so they're going to do the typical Yankee thing and go out and – I don't even know who's available, though. That's the problem. The guys that are available, we don't really want. So if we're going to acquire somebody, it's going to be somebody that nobody's talking about because that's what the Yankees do. They sneak in, and all of a sudden, you know, Madison Bumgarner becomes a Yankee. Mm. That's what I want. Well, and screw we've you. Depth. We can make, we've got guys, we got minor league depth to trade. We're ready to move. Um, Frazier just sitting there for any contender. Well, I hope nothing like that happens. I hope they pick mm. up some overrated guy. Like they normally yeah, do. Like Cole Hamels, right? That's yeah. that's the name that keeps getting buzzed about, and he pitched really well against right, the Yankees last week. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Thirty-five and seventeen. That doesn't sound like a sucky team to me. The sucky, the the suck. Let's hit here one more time. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Yankees suck! <laughs> you, I, it hurts that you I have, control I have, the board. I have defend. I, 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 I need I need a corresponding you, Red Sox champ. Yeah, well, you 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 guys you just say me who's your daddy. You guys just say, well, that that that's a representing one particular point in time in a year when we won the World Series. So you know what, have at yeah. it. But <laughs> I have defended Yankees suck on so many occasions that might merit its own podcast because um, some of the you know um, the fake you know uh, pseudo intellectual sports writers will say it's, it's a stupid chant because we know the Yankees don't suck; they're a good team. It, like that's not the point of the chant. The chant. The point of the chant is that we hate everything you stand for and how you remind us of all your championships and you know the pinstripes and the legends, legends park or whatever. What do you call that thing in center field? Le, the Monument Park. Monument Just Park. All of this. Bleh, is bleh, bleh. Thanks for joining us on Enemy Lines. My particular thanks to anyone who actually made it to the end of this nonsensical podcast. <laughs> Find us on. Pod617.com. Check out all the podcasts on pod617.com. You can tweet us at pod617. Just make sure to keep checking back for the latest episode of Enemy Lines. Final thoughts, Milt? Yankees will be in first place the next time we pod. It's a bold statement. Let's see how it turns out. Enemy Lines. Lay it up. Hi, I'm Jami DePerel. You may remember me from, well, I guess a lot of things on Boston Radio, but I am in the podcast biz now. I'm hoping you can tune into my new show called The Meter is Running. New episodes posted regularly on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. And you know what? Lucky me. I get a co-host. I'm working with my good friend Shira Springer of the Boston Globe and WBUR. Well, John, it is great to be here. There are a lot of stories we don't get to tell in print and radio, and now we can do that here. 
And you know what, Cher, consider yourself charmed. Yes, indeed. Our <laughs> guests will include some real big shots in sports, politics, business. You name it, we have it. We'll also have a lot of fun along the way. Make sure to check for the latest episode on pod617.com. Listen up, Boston, and listen to The Meter is Running on the Boston Podcast Network.